Republic Act Number no. 386, an act to ordain and institute the Civil Code of the Philippines. Chapter 1. Effect and Application of Laws. Article 1. This act shall be known as the Civil Code of the Philippines. Article 2. Laws shall take effect after 15 days following the completion of their publication either in the official gazette or in a newspaper of general circulation in the Philippines unless it is otherwise provided. This code shall take effect one year after publication. The Effectivity of the Civil Code August 30, 1950 This was when the Civil Code took effect. During the Revolutionary Government, Article 2 was amended by President Corazon Aquino through Executive Order 200 on June 18, 1987. It was acknowledged that the previous Article 2's requirement of publishing in the official gazette has entailed some problems due to its erratic release and limited readership, and that newspapers of general circulation could better communicate the laws to the people as they are more easily available and have a wider range of people and circulation and come out regularly. Effectivity of Laws When a statute does not provide for its effectivity, it shall become effective on the expiration of the 15-day period following the specifications of Article 2. Publication is necessary to enable the people to become familiar with the statute. No one shall be charged with notice of the statute's provisions until the said publication is completed in full and the 15-day period has expired. After this, people are deemed to have been conclusively notified of the law. Covered by this rule are presidential decrees, executive orders promulgated by the president in the exercise of legislative powers whenever the same are validly delegated by legislature or conferred by the constitution. Also covered are administrative rules and regulations if their purpose is to enforce or implement existing law pursuant also to valid delegation. Also included are the Charter of a New City, all presidential decrees and circulars by the Monetary Board if they are meant to fill in the details of the Central Bank Act which is supposed to enforce. Parenthetically, municipal ordinances are not covered by this, but by the local government code. The clause, unless it is otherwise provided, means that sol it solely refers to the 15-day period and not to the requirement of publication, as publication is indispensable requisite for a law to be effective. In Tanyada versus Tuvera, publication may not be dispensed with because doing so would offend due process insofar as it would deny the public of the laws that are supposed to govern it. If they were not published, it is not unlikely for persons not aware of them to be prejudiced as a result not because of failure to comply, but of lack of knowledge of its existence. If the law provides for a different period, shorter or longer than the 15-day period provided by Section 1 of Executive Order Number 200, then such a period will prevail. 
if it is to take effect immediately, it will only do so after the publication, with the 15-day period being dispensed with. Section 1 of Executive Order 200 uses the word laws. Hence, effectivity of provision refers to all statutes, including those local and private laws, unless there are special laws providing a different effectivity mechanism for particular statutes. Article 3. Ignorance of the law excuses no one from compliance therewith. Reason. This applies only to mandatory and prohibitory laws. It's founded not only on expediency and policy, but on necessity. It is a conclusive presumption that everyone knows the law. After a law is published and made effective, the public is always put on a constructive notice of its existence, even when they have no actual knowledge of such a law. To allow ignorance to be a valid defense of offenders would foment disorder in society. What is the relation of Article 3 to Article 2? Article 2 is a necessary consequence of Article 3 that is being a mandatory provision that all laws must be published. Otherwise, there would be no basis for the legal maxim ignorantia legis non excusat. It would be unjust to punish or burden a citizen for the violation of a law which he had no notice, not even a constructive one. Article 4. Laws shall have no retroactive effect unless the contrary is provided. Non-retroactivity of laws. Laws are future-oriented and have no retroactive effect unless legislature gives such an effect to some legal provisions. Statutes are to be construed as having only prospective operation unless a retrospective effect is expressly declared or is necessarily implied from the language used. In case of ambiguity, it will be against the retrospective effect. Retrospective or retroactive application. There are four instances when the law can be retroactive. Number one, when the law expressly provides for retroactivity. Number two, when it is curative or remedial in nature. Number three, when it is procedural. And number four, when it is penal in character and favorable to the accused. Number one, when the law expressly provides for retroactivity. The example here is Article 256 of the Family Code of the Philippines where it states it shall have retroactive effect in so far as it does not prejudice or impair vested or acquired rights in accordance with the civil code or other laws. Number two, curative or remedial. 
legislature has the power to pass healing acts which do not impair the obligations of contracts nor interfere with vested rights. Remedial. It is remedial if it only cures defects or adds to the means of enforcing existing obligations. The rule is, if the thing omitted or failed to be done, and which constitutes the defect sought to be removed or make harmless, is something which the legislature might have dispensed with by previous statutes, it may do so by subsequent ones. If the irregularity consists in doing some act or doing it in the mode which the legislature might have made immaterial by an express law, it may do so by a subsequent one. Retroactive operation will be more readily ascribed to legislation that is curative or legalizing than to legislation which may be disadvantageously though legally affect past relations and transactions. Case example, Development Bank of the Philippines versus Court of Appeals. Facts, the DBP purchased 159 lots from the PHHC for its housing project pursuant to RA number 85. Issue, whether such a purchase was legal. Held, it was made legal by Republic Act number 3147. Rasha Desidendi. Such act was passed as a retrospective legislation or curative stature to correct any invalidity on said acquisition. Obvious from the fact that said act was enacted on July 17, 1961 at a time when the legality of the acquisition was under question. Laws which regulate the registration of instruments affecting titles to land may be held to apply to deeds dated before as well as after their enactment when a reasonable time is given within which the effect of such statute as applied to existing conveyances may be avoided and rendered harmless in respect to vested rights. Number 3. Procedural when a statute deals with procedure only, prima facie, it applies to all actions, accrued, pending, or future ones. Changes in substantive law or Supreme Court judicial doctrines interpreting the application of a particular law cannot be applied retroactively, especially when the party that followed the earlier law or judicial doctrine will be prejudiced. This is to avoid possible injustice. Number four, penal in character and favorable to the accused. Even at the time of publication, the final sentence has been pronounced and the convict is serving the same. However, he or she must not be a habitual delinquent. Defined in Article 62, 62 of the revised penal code if within 10 years from the date of release or last conviction of a crime he is found guilty of any said crimes a third time or oftener article 5 acts executed against the provisions of mandatory and prohibitory laws shall be void. 
except when the law itself authorizes their validity. Mandatory laws, the omission of which renders the proceeding or acts to which it relates generally illegal or void. One example is the prescriptive periods for filing particular suits. From the family code, husbands who are to impugn the legitimacy of a child must file a case within a year from the knowledge of the birth or its recording in the civil register. Failure to do so leads to a dismissal of the case. Prohibitory laws. Prohibitory laws contain positive prohibitions and are couched in the negative terms importing that the act required shall not be done otherwise than designated. One example is under the Family Code. No decree of legal separation shall be based upon a stipulation of facts or a confession of judgment. The exception is if the law expressly provides for the validity of acts committed in violation of a mandatory or prohibitory provision of a statute, such act shall be considered valid or enforceable. Remember that mandatory, mandatory laws are mandated positive obligation, prohibitory laws are negative obligation. An example to the exception is when a marriage license is issued by the proper authority but he does not comply with the necessary steps or restrictions on when or how it must be done. The license itself remains valid although the act is against mandatory law and will result in sanctions. Article 6. Rights may be waived unless the waiver is contrary to law, public policy, morals, or good customs, or prejudicial to a third person with a right recognized by law. Waiver. Waiver is the intentional relinquishment of a known right. It is not presumed but must be clearly and convincingly shown either by express stipulation or acts admitting no other reasonable explanation. A right to be validly waived must be in existence at the time of the waiver. It must be exercised by a duly capacitated person actually possessing the right to make the waiver. It presupposes that the party has knowledge of its rights but chooses not to assert them. No knowledge of a right, no basis for the waiver. It cannot be established under a consent given under a mistake or misapprehension of fact. Prohibition against waiver. The conditions are enumerated within the article. In Gongon versus Court of Appeals, issue whether petitioner's preferential right can be waived. Help. Tenants' preferential rights to purchase public land under Commonwealth Act No. 539 
cannot be validly waived. Rashtra Desidendi, the precedent comes from Huat versus Land Tenure Administration, January 28, 1961. Here, court ruled that avowed policy behind such measures is to provide the landless elements of the population with lots which they can live on, cultivate, and derive a livelihood from without being beholden to any man. Such measure is in line with the Constitution's policy on or on social justice to address the concentration of landed estates in the hands of a few by giving to the landless elements a piece of land they can call their own. Being contrary to public policy, alleged waiver must be considered null and void. The law does not consider as valid any agreement to receive less compensation than the worker is entitled to recover under the law. Acceptance of benefits such as separation pay and terminal leave benefits wouldn't amount to waiver of rights of employee to contest his illegal dismissal. Rights, protections, and advantages conferred by statutes may be generally waived unless the object of a statute is to promote great public interests, liberty, and morals. Example, private agreement between spouses that concubinage or adultery is permitted by waiving their rights to live with each other is a void agreement. Points to consider. You can only waive those that are already yours by right. Example, the right to future inheritance cannot be waived as it isn't with you yet. And it is also against public policy and good customs. The right to your salary cannot be waived. Under the labor code, work performed entitles to a salary lest it becomes similar to a slave-like situation. Article 7. Laws are repealed only by subsequent ones, and their violation or non-observance shall not be excused by disuse or custom or practice to the contrary. When the courts declare a law to be inconsistent with the Constitution, the former shall be void and the latter shall govern. Administrative or executive acts Orders and regulations shall be valid only when they are not contrary to the laws or the Constitution. Repeal Repeal is the legislative act of abrogating through a subsequent law the effects of a previous statute or portions thereof. The repeal may be either express or implied. Implied repeal Implied repeal is when the new law contains provisions contrary to or inconsistent with those of a former without expressly repealing them, although implied repeals or amendments are not favored. 
express repeal express repeal is when the repeal is literally declared by a new law either in specific terms as where particular laws and provisions are named and identified and declared to be repealed or in general terms as where a provision in a new law declares all laws and parts of laws inconsistent therewith to be repealed. However, in Iloilo Palay and Corn Planters Association, it was held that the repealing clause in an article which provides that all laws and parts thereof inconsistent with the provisions of this act are hereby repealed or modified accordingly is certainly not an express repeal. Russia Desidendi, it fails to designate the act or acts that are intended to be repealed. Rather, it's a clause which predicates the intended repeal upon finding a substantial conflict in existing and prior acts. Presumption against implied repeals and the rule against strict construction regarding them apply ex proprio vigore. Well-established rule in statutory construction is that special statute providing for a particular case or a class of cases is not repealed by a subsequent statute that is general in its terms, provisions, and applications unless the intent to repeal or alter is manifest. Unconstitutional statutes. The Constitution is the supreme, organic, and fundamental law of the land. No ordinary statute can override it. In deciding the statute's constitutionality, its validity is presumed and favored. Whenever possible, statutes should be given a meaning that will not make them conflict with the Constitution. Its constitutionality or unconstitutionality also depends upon factors other than those existing at the time of its enactment, unaffected by the acts or omissions of law enforcing agencies, particularly those that take place subsequently to the passage or approval of law. Partial unconstitutionality of statutes. If a portion is rendered unconstitutional and the remainder valid, the parts will be separated and the constitutional portion upheld. However, in Lidasan versus Komelik, it was held that when the parts of a statute are so interdependent and interconnected as to warrant a belief that legislature intended them as a whole and that if all couldn't come into effect, they would not pass the residue independently. Then if some parts are unconstitutional, all must fall with them. Rasho Desidendi The general rule is that where part of a statute is void while another part is valid, the valid portion may stand if separable. Such portion must be so far independent that it's fair to assume 
that legislature would have enacted it by itself, they had supposed that they could not constitutionally enact the other. Enough must remain to make a complete, intelligible, and valid statute which carries out the legislative intent. Rules and Regulations or Administrative and Executive Acts Rules and regulations when promulgated in pursuance of the procedure or authority conferred upon the administrative agency by law partake of the nature of a sanction provided in the law. Laws are in general terms. Oftentimes, the details and manner are left to administrative agency tasked with its enforcement. The rule is binding on the court so long as the procedure is fixed for its promulgation is followed and it's with the statutory authority granted to it, despite the court's own opinion of the policy. By such regulations, of course, the law itself cannot be extended so long, however, as the regulations relate solely to carrying into effect the provisions of the law they are valid. Hence, rules and regulations or any administrative and executive act that are violative of the law or constitution are invalid. Thus, in the case Teoxon versus members of the Board of Administrator, it was held that there must be strict compliance with the legislative enactment. Its terms must be followed the statute requires adherence to not departure from its provisions. No deviation is allowed. The ratio decidendi, the constitution limits the authority of the president or the chief executive body to take care that laws be faithfully executed so no lesser body contrary to the constitution can assert for itself a more extensive prerogative administrative agencies cannot amend an act of Congress. Points to consider. Implied repeals are frowned upon because it is subject to conflict or discussion. Express repeals are cleared so that a certain provision is no longer valid or is changed to mean something else. Example of an implied repeal. The statute abolishing the death penalty is an implied repeal on all penal laws that have it as a consequence. Article 8. Judicial decisions applying or interpreting the laws or the constitution shall form part of the legal system of the Philippines. Judicial Construction and Interpretation The court's principal function is not only to resolve legal controversies, but also to interpret and construe vague provisions of law relative to a particular dispute. Judicial Construction and Interpretation give meaning and expound on the law's application when the given case is not explicitly provided for in the law. Judicial decisions. Although in themselves are not laws, they assume the same authority as the statute itself. 
they constitute evidence of what the law means. Lehi's interpretation, lehi's vim obtinet. Interpretation placed upon the written law by a competent court has the force of law. Supreme Court decisions are authoritative and precedent setting. Inferior courts and court of appeals are merely persuasive. When judicial decisions are deemed part of the law, the Supreme Court's application and interpretation establishes the contemporaneous legislative intent that the construed law purports to carry into effect. However, in the case People v. Habinal, facts, accused was appointed as a secret confidential agent and authorized to possess a firearm pursuant to a prevailing doctrine then. Issue, whether or not the accused is liable for possession of firearm without a permit. Held, the accused should be absolved of the crime charged. Ratio, when a doctrine of this court is overruled and a different view is adopted, the new doctrine should be applied prospectively and should not apply to parties who had relied on the old doctrine and acted on the faith thereof. In the case of Appiag versus Cantero, fact, judge entered into second marriage without having his first void marriage judicially declared a nullity held. The second marriage can't be the basis of administrative liability against the judge for immorality. Russia, at that time, there was no need for judicial declaration of nullity by jurisprudence. Subsequent marriage was solemnized before the Supreme Court decided in the case of Weigel v. D, declaring a need for a declaration of nullity of a void marriage. Points to consider. Is this article not a conflict between judiciary and legislature? The answer is no. The primary purpose of judiciary is to interpret laws and carry out the intent of legislature, which is found in the whereas clauses in their journals. Judicial legislation occurs when the judiciary goes beyond their mandate and they take it upon themselves to amend or modify the laws. Article 9. No judge or court shall decline to render judgment by reason of the silence, obscurity, or insufficiency of the laws. Duty of Judges Judges are tasked with the dispensation of justice in accordance with the constitutional precept that no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, and property without due process of law. They must always be guided by equity, fairness, and a sense of justice in situations as those stipulated in Article 9. When his decision isn't without logic or reason, he cannot be said to have been incompetent. 
in a case where paraphernal property of a wife was demolished to give way for the construction of a new building, where the claim of the wife to be reimbursed was resisted due to the silence of the law, in Article 1404, Paragraph 2 of the Civil Code, requiring reimbursement that can be made by conjugal partnership at the time of liquidation, the Supreme Court ruled such contention is dismissed and wife was to be reimbursed. Ninguno non due Enrique Cerce Tortizeramente Condano de Otro. When the statutes are silent or ambiguous, this is one of those fundamental principles which the courts invoke in order to arrive at a solution that would respond to the vehement urge of conscience. Judicial Legislation The judiciary is tasked with resolving legal controversies and interpreting statutes. It cannot legislate by virtue of the separation of powers between the three branches. However, in the case of Floresca versus Felix Mining Corporation, the Supreme Court held that such a myth is exploded by the Article 9 of the Civil Code's content. Justice Holmes says that courts do and must legislate to fill in the gaps in the law because the mind of the legislator, like all human beings, is finite and therefore cannot envisage all possible cases to which the law may apply, nor has the human mind the infinite capacity to anticipate all situations. Article 10. In case of doubt in the interpretation and application of laws, it is presumed that the lawmaking body intended right and justice to prevail. Doubtful statutes. When the law is clear, applied strictly without anything added or reduced. Construction and interpretation come only after it is determined that application is impossible or inadequate. Ambiguity in law requires fidelity to the legislative purpose in interpreting it. It must always be in sync with the end sought to be attained by Congress. A literal interpretation is to be rejected if it would be unjust or it would lead to absurd results. Article 11. Customs which are contrary to law, public order, or public policy shall not be countenanced. Article 12. A custom must be proved as a fact according to the rules of evidence. Customs. Customs are the rule of conduct performed by repetition of acts uniformly observed as a social rule and legally binding and obligatory. Local customs as a source of right must be proved 
and properly established by competent evidence. Juridical custom can supplement statutory law or be applied in the absence of such statute. Social custom cannot supplement statutory law or be applied in the absence of a statute. Custom, even if proven, cannot prevail over a statutory rule or even a legal rule enunciated by the Supreme Court. It is relevant to include customs in the civil code because indigenous groups as well as autonomous Muslim regions have their own customs and laws that govern them outside regular laws. We must also distinguish customs which are juridical customs which fill in the gaps of the law unlike social customs. Article 13. When the law speaks of years, months, days, or nights, it shall be understood that years are 365 days each, months of 30 days, days of 24 hours, and nights from sunset to sunrise. If months are designated by their name, they shall be computed by the number of days which they respectively have. In computing a period, the first day shall be excluded and the last day included. In Garvida versus Sales, Facts, Section 428 of the Local Government Code provides that SK officials should not be more than 21 years of age on the day of their election. Issue whether or not the petitioners claim that being 21 on the day of their election is acceptable. Help. Not more than 21 years old is not equivalent to less than 22 years old. Ratio. Section 428 is clear. It speaks of years, not months, nor days. When the law speaks of years, it is understood that it is 365 days. In computing years, the first year is reached after completing the first 365 days. After the 365th day, the first day of the second 365-day cycle begins. A person turns 21 years old on the 365th day of his 21st 365-day cycle. On his 21st birthday, he has completed the entire span of 21 365-day cycles. After his birthday, the 365-day cycle for his 22nd year begins. Not more than 21 years of age means not beyond 21 years or 21 365-day cycles. A day or fraction of it would be more than 21 365-day cycles, and the law does not state that the candidate be less than 22 years on election day. 
In the case of National Marketing Corporation versus Texon, facts. Pursuant to Article 1144 of the Civil Code, an action upon a judgment must be brought within 10 years from the time the right of action accrues, which in the language of Article 1152 of the same code, commences from the time the judgment sought to be revived has become final. This took place on December 21, 1955, or 30 days from the notice of the judgment which was received by the defendants herein on November 21, 1955. No appeal having been taken therefrom. The issue is thus confined to the date on which 10 years from December 21, 1955 expired. Issue, whether 10 years from said date means December 21, 1955 counting by calendar years or December 19, 1965 counting a 365 day cycle for a year. Help. The appellant's position is that it is December 21, 1955 cannot be upheld. Ratio. Appellant's theory regarding the leap years constituting a 366 year contravenes against the explicit provision of Article 13 of the Civil Code of the Philippines which limits a year to 365 days. Prior to the approval of the Civil Code of Spain, the courts have held that when the law spoke of months, it meant a natural month or solar month, in absence of express provision to the contrary. Pursuant to the Article 7 of the Civil Code of Spain, whenever months are referred to in the law, it shall be understood that months are 30 days not the natural, solar, or calendar months, unless they are designated by name, in which case they shall be computed by the actual number of days they have. Such concept was modified by Section 13 of the Revised Administrative Code, which reverted months to mean calendar months. In People v. Del Rosario, however, This court found that with the approval of the Civil Code of the Philippines, the pertinent provision from the Civil Code of Spain were reverted to in terms of months being 30 days and not otherwise. Moreover, ours has added the term years to mean 365 days. Hence, theory of the plaintiff appellant cannot be held without ignoring or nullifying Article 13 of the Civil Code and reviving Section 13 of the RAC, which would be repealing an act of Congress. If the public interest demands a reversion to the said policy, this may be done by legislative process, not judicial decree. Article 14. Penal laws and those of public security and safety shall be obligatory upon all those who live or sojourn in the Philippine territory, 
subject to the principles of public international law and treaty stipulations. Obligatory force of penal laws. Citizens and foreigners are subject to all penal laws. It will even attach regardless whether or not a foreigner is merely sojourning in the Philippine territory. Exception, they may be liable yet immune from suit and therefore cannot be criminally prosecuted in the Philippines in certain cases where the Philippine government has waived its criminal jurisdiction over them on the basis of the principles of public international law and treaty stipulations. The 1961 Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations provided that the person of the diplomatic agent shall be inviolable and he shall not be liable to any form of arrest or detention. He shall enjoy immunity from criminal jurisdiction of the receiving state. Heads of state who are officially visiting here are immune from criminal jurisdiction. Article 15. Laws relating to family rights and duties or to the status, condition, and legal capacity of persons are binding upon citizens of the Philippines even though living abroad. Nationality Rule Regardless of where a Philippine citizen is, he or she will be governed by Philippine laws with respect to his or her family rights and duties, status, condition, and legal capacity. Example, getting an absolute divorce decree. Pursuant to Article 26 of the Family Code, the only absolute divorce which the Philippines recognizes is one which is procured by the alien spouse of the Philippine citizen. Should he or she marry again, Filipino spouse can be said to have committed concubinage for the husband or adultery for the wife if he or she procured a divorce abroad. The nationality rule follows you wherever you go. Article 26 of the Family Code has further stipulations. Article 16. Real property, as well as personal property, is subject to the law of the country where it is situated. However, interstate and testamentary successions, both with respect to the order of succession and to the amount of successional rights and to the intrinsic validity of testamentary provisions, shall be regulated by the national law of the person whose succession is under consideration, whatever may be the nature of the property and regardless of the country wherein said property may be found. The Law Governing Real Properties In a case where a citizen of Turkey made out a last will and testament providing that his property shall be disposed of 
pursuant to Philippine laws, the Supreme Court ruled that such provision is illegal and void pursuant to Article 16 of the Civil Code, and his national law shall govern and apply, not Philippine law. In Bellis versus Bellis, fact, a foreigner executed a will in the Philippines, but who at the time of his death was both domiciled and a national of the U.S. held. The Philippine law on legitimes cannot be applied to the estate of Amos G. Bellis. Ratio Article 16, Paragraph 2 and Article 1039 of the Civil Code render the applicability of national law of dissident in interstate or testamentary succession with regard to a order of succession, b amount of successional rights, and c intrinsic validity of the provisions of the will, and d capacity to succeed. Appellant's case on Article 17 that prohibitive laws concerning persons, their acts, or property, and those which have for their object public order, public policy, and good customs shall not be rendered ineffective by laws or judgments promulgated or by determinations or conventions agreed upon in a foreign country as the exception to aforementioned provision is incorrect. Congress specifically removed that exception derived from Article 10 and 11 of the old Civil Code when it incorporated it as the current Article 16 and 17 in the new one. It must have been purpose to make the second paragraph of Article 16 a specific provision in itself which must be applied to testate and interstate successions. Further, given effect by Article 1039, capacity to succeed is governed by the law of the nation of the decedent. Specific provisions must prevail over general ones. Appellant's argument on the intention of the decedent in leaving two wills to govern his Texas and Philippine estate is that he intended Philippine law to govern his Philippine estate. Such argument would not alter the law. As this court ruled in Minciano v. Brimo, a provision in a foreigner's will to the effect that his properties shall be distributed in accordance with Philippine law and not with his national law is illegal and void, for his national law cannot be ignored pursuant to Article 16. Texan law states that there are no forced heirs or legitimes and such foreign law shall apply. Article 17. The forms and solemnities of contracts, wills, and other public instruments shall be governed by the laws of the country in which they are executed. When the acts referred to are executed before the diplomatic or consular officials of the Republic of the Philippines in a foreign country, 
the solemnities established by Philippine laws shall be observed in their execution. Prohibitive laws concerning persons, their acts or property, and those which have for their object public order, public policy, and good customs shall not be rendered ineffective by laws or judgments promulgated or by determinations or conventions agreed upon in a foreign country. Extrinsic validity. If the act is valid where it is executed, even if said act won't be valid here, it will be deemed as valid nonetheless. Acts before diplomatic and consular officials. Diplomatic and consular officials are representatives of the state. Therefore, any act or contract made in a foreign country before diplomatic and consular officials must conform to the solemnities under Philippine law. Philippine law should prevail if act is executed before a diplomat in a foreign country. Basis, by rules of international law, host country where diplomat is assigned waives its jurisdiction over the premises of the diplomatic office of another country located in the said host country. Prohibitive laws. Considering that the only way to determine or to terminate a marriage in the Philippines is by nullifying marriage or annulling the same on the basis of the specific grounds exclusively enumerated under the Family Code of the Philippines and by filing an affidavit of reappearance for the purpose of terminating a subsequent marriage solemnized under Article 41 of the same code. Philippine laws or Filipinos who procure an absolute divorce abroad will remain in the eyes of Philippine law as not having been divorced. Should said person marry again, his or her spouse can file a legal separation case on the grounds of adultery. Points to consider. The forms and solemnities under Philippine law are followed in executing a will in the Philippines. However, the manner of disposition is still based on his nationality. Legitime is the compulsory inheritance, like a child against a parent. Parent can't execute a will excluding his or her child. Foreigners cannot obtain Philippine real property by will or succession. Article 18 in matters which are governed by the Code of Commerce and Special Laws, their deficiency shall be supplied by the provisions of this Code. In Insular versus Sun Life, held, no perfection of a life annuity because there was no acceptance of the contract. Ratio, the Supreme Court applied the rules on contracts under the Civil Code in view of the absence of any provision in the Insurance Act relative to the manner by which a contract is perfected. As given by Article 1802, that describes a contract of life annuity markedly similar to the considered one which gives clues on how to proper disposition of the case. In Article 1262, 
providing that consent is shown by the concurrence of offer and acceptance with respect to the thing and consideration which are to constitute the contract, an acceptance made by letter shall not bind the person making the offer except from the time it came to his knowledge. The contract in such case is presumed to have been entered into at the place where the offer was made. This article is in opposition to the provisions of Article 54 of the Code of Commerce. In enacting a law or a new law in, on insurance, it expressly repealed the provisions in the Code of Commerce on the same subject. Having thus left a void on the matter, it is only logical to turn to the only pertinent provision of law found in the Civil Code, closely related to the chapter concerning life annuities. The word loss in Section 3 of the Carriage of Goods by Sea Act is determinable by the concept given in the Civil Code. However, not all deficiency can be supplied by the Civil Code. In Dole Philippines Incorporated versus Maritime Company of the Philippines, it was held that the, the court rejected the contention of the petitioner that the one-year prescriptive period for making a claim for loss or damage under Section 3, Paragraph 6 of the Carriage of Goods by Sea Act was stalled by making an extrajudicial demand pursuant to Article 1155 of the Civil Code, which be applied in a supplementary nature pursuant to Article 18. Ratio. The question has already received definite answer in Yek Tong Lin Fire and Marine Insurance Company versus American President Lines Incorporated, where in a parallel situation, this court rejected the contention that an extrajudicial demand told the prescriptive period provided for in the Courage of Goods by Sea Act, it has been decided that in a case governed by the Courage of Goods by Sea Act, the general provisions of the Code of Civil Procedure on prescription should not be made to apply. Similarly, general provisions of the new Civil Code cannot be made to apply as doing so would extend the one-year period of prescription fixed in the law. For suits not predicated upon loss or damage but on alleged misdelivery or conversion of the goods, the applicable rule on prescription is that found in the civil code, namely either 10 years for breach of a written contract or 4 years for quasi-delict and not the rule on the prescription in the Carriage of Goods by Sea Act.